Welcome to West Church. We're so thankful you've joined us today. Whether you're joining us in person or virtually, we're excited to come together to praise, worship, and receive God's glory. If this is your first time with us, we'd like to give you a very special welcome. If you're returning, thanks for joining us again. We appreciate it, and we appreciate you. Now, let's prepare to be inspired and encouraged as we enter into worship. As you can tell by showing off my little granddaughter, I am very, very grateful to have my family here with me tonight. And even though uh, I'm a grandfather of two, three, three, uh, two grandchildren, three and one, sometimes I still pinch myself if I try to imagine I'm a grandfather. Um, I tell you, it makes me happy to have little kids running around the house again. They bring play and fun and hope. We had an indoor snowball fight just before coming to church tonight. And uh, the, the fun thing about little kids is I get to be like a child again, the way I can't be around adults. I experience youthfulness afresh through them. And some of you uh, have shared similar feelings with me this year. Those of you who have been serving with our kids' growth group came to me and said, you feel so good to be teaching little kids again on Wednesday nights, and I'm grateful for that. Children uh, bring hope to us older folk. <laughs> they let us know that life is going on, and it's going to be okay. Each new generation brings fresh life to a generation that is aging. We hold high hopes for our young people. And we've been talking this Christmas season about how Jesus is the child of promise. The coming of Jesus wasn't just this random event, this new thing that just kind of dropped out of the sky. Rather, it was actually something that had been anticipated for centuries before and spoken about, sometimes in veiled ways and sometimes in very clear ways, in the Hebrew Bible. We read that Isaiah wrote just a moment ago, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Israel needed a rescuer in the days of the prophet Isaiah. In those days, even more than in our days, a newborn son was the hope for the future of the people. Isaiah the prophet wrote 700 years before Jesus, and his people at that time, Judah, were in very, very dark days. We read the name of King Ahaz, who was a very corrupt king in Israel and unfaithful to the Lord, and he took advantage of the people, and it just seemed like things were going from bad to worse in the land. They needed new blood, literally. When a king or a leader was unfaithful to God, the only hope was that the son would be better, that he would be faithful. And that's why Isaiah spoke about a child to come, a child who would be born of a virgin, 
A child, some young woman somewhere is going to marry into the king's family and hopefully bear a son, a king, who would be better than the one that they had. Now fast forward from Isaiah's day to the time of Jesus. A young Israelite man by the name of Joseph has a problem. He's engaged to a young woman named Mary. They're not married. They have not come together as husband and wife yet. But his fiancée, Mary, is pregnant. He knows he's not the father. He's devastated. He's heartbroken. What's he going to do? An angel appears to him, tells him not to break up with Mary, that she is pregnant with the child of God, just like God told his people 700 years before through Isaiah, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel is a Hebrew word which means God with us. You know, it all seems so fantastically far out, doesn't it? A prophet spoke about a child being born of a virgin 700 years earlier. A young, engaged virgin bears the child of God. This is the stuff that fairy tales are made of. A quaint story from the days when people believed in miracles. Myths that brought comfort to people of simpler mind than us. But we're not immune, are we? From having better hopes for our future? We want better leaders for our nation, do we not? We want a better life for our children. But when we look at what is going on now, it's not apparent that it's going to be better from one generation to the next, is it? Perhaps we really aren't so different from those ancient people. We want hope just as much as anybody wants hope. So indulge me for a few minutes on Christmas Eve. What if it's true? What if Mary was a virgin and bore a child from God? What would it be like if God really was with us? That would make Jesus a very unique and special person. Isaiah said the child would be known by the title Emmanuel, God with us. And Joseph is told that Mary's child will be God with us. Would you please think with me about what it would mean that Jesus is God with us? First of all, Jesus is God. He's born of a virgin. Mary had never been intimate with a man. There was no seed of a man to make Mary pregnant. God provided the seed. God was the father of the child, Jesus. It is wild, but it makes sense. If Mary is truly a virgin and becomes pregnant and has a baby boy, the child would have to come from God. God would be his father, and that would make Jesus the son of God. 
And that would mean that the child was divine as well as human. You know, sometimes we think that ancient people were just more gullible and prone to making up myths than we are. But can I tell you the truth? No Israelite in his or her right mind at the time of Jesus would believe that a virgin gave birth to God's child. Israelites were strict monotheists. That means they believed in one God and one God only. Hard stop right there. It was drilled into them from childhood through memorization of the scriptures and synagogue that this motto, this Shema, this ritual, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And the first commandment that God gave to his people through Moses is you shall have no other gods before me. For an Israelite to say that Jesus was God, the Son, would be to stop being an Israelite and start being something else. And yet that is exactly what we find hundreds and even thousands of Israelites doing when they meet Jesus, confessing that he is the Son of God. Now, there is no natural explanation for people in that day believing in such broad numbers unless by the force of the personality of Jesus himself. People actually came to recognize him as God the Son. As Christians, we believe in one God who exists eternally as three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God the Father sent God the Son. God the Son was born of a virgin. And if Jesus is God, then the only right way to respond to him is worship. Praise, adoration, service, love, delight. We are faced with a person that is different from any other person that's ever walked the earth. Christmas invites us at the very time of his birth to worship Jesus as God the Son. But not only is Jesus God, he is God with. He's God with. Now, one life gets really hard for us. One of the big questions that people ask, especially people of faith, is God, where are you? God, 
Where are you? Because life is hard and we, we feel like we really need God most then. When we come up against things in life that are just too big for us, that's when we want God to be true. Isaiah is waiting for God with us, child. Joseph is told that Mary's baby is Jesus, God with us. And that is Jesus is the answer to our question, where are you, God? Jesus would say, I am here. Look at me. Listen to me. Follow me. Believe in me. Jesus actually said in his biography written by John, he who has seen me has seen the Father. As a matter of fact, the reason that the religious establishment in Jerusalem rejected Jesus is because they understand who he was claiming to be. If Jesus was was God, and he really wasn't, he's blaspheming and dishonoring God by saying that he was. And they had him killed because they perceived him as blaspheming God. But for thousands in his day, They saw God through an entirely new lens that they had never seen through before. Jesus is God with. And millions and millions of people since have read the stories of Jesus contained in the four biographies, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And even though they did not experience Jesus the way his disciples experienced, walking with him and talking with him, they read the stories and they see in Jesus the answer to the question, God, where are you? God says, I am here with you. I am Jesus. Jesus is with us in a way different from and better than we have ever experienced God before. He walks with us and talks with us. He touches us. He heals us. He hears us. He listens. He asks questions. He speaks to us. Jesus brings us to God and Jesus brings God to us. God is with us, and now we are with God because of him. And Jesus is God reaching out, God reaching down, God touching, God embracing, God getting involved. Jesus is God with. And lastly, he is God with us. Now, he is both the Son of God and the son of Mary. And this is where the mystery becomes sweet. Jesus is fully human. He's a baby, like my granddaughter, and then a child, and then a man. He learns what it's like to be hurt and to bleed. He knows what it is like to be misunderstood. He knows what it is like to be rejected. He is a man among other men and women. He teaches people. He works closely with them. He is very compassionate and patient. He is very understanding. 
He gets frustrated with other people. He knows things that should be so much different and so much better. And he experiences frailty and weakness and disappointment of being a human in this world. Because Jesus is born as a human, we may never say, God does not understand. God can relate. God is not being unfair or naive or ignorant of our human condition. Because Jesus, God, was a man. And with the exception of disobeying his God, Jesus experienced everything that we experience by way of being human. God wants to be close to us. He wants to be with us. He is willing to humble himself in order to be with us. And that's how much God wants us all the way from the glories of heaven to walking right next to us and speaking to us in the human body. He dignified humanity not just by making us, but by becoming one of us. This is our God, Jesus the man. It's a bit of a mystery. It's a bit of a paradox. But it's what we see at the very beginning of the Christmas story, anticipated by the prophets of Israel. The child born to Mary is God. He's God with. He's God with us. But Mary and Joseph did not name the baby Emmanuel. That is his title. That is who he was in his being. Instead, they name him Jesus. Verse 21 says, She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Jesus is also a Hebrew name, which means the Lord who saves, rescues, or delivers. Jesus, I mean Joseph rather, is told that the child's title shall be Emmanuel, but his name is that he will save us from our sins. Jesus is God with us for a most particular reason. He's going to take away our guilt before God so that our relationship with God could be completely and fully restored and made whole. Because Jesus dies on the cross for our sins, when we believe in him, we receive from God forgiveness that makes our relationship with God whole, restored, rescued, redeemed, complete. The name Jesus means the Lord who saves and explains the title of Jesus, God with us. Because Jesus saves, God is with us like never before. Our relationship is restored. Our relationship is made whole. 
And we are able to know God through Jesus like God has never been known before. Christmas invites us to know the God who is with us, the Lord who saves. It is very personal. It is very real. And it's very possible for each and every one of us here today. And it's my prayer tonight that you will experience God with you even as our worship continues and that you would experience him by believing on him as your deliverer and your ever-present God. Let's bow together in prayer. God, we believe. It seems amazing. It seems otherworldly. It seems ancient, and yet we need hope. We need hope. Many of us have cried, where are you, where are you, where are you? And now we see and understand that you are with us through Jesus. Lord, sometimes we felt like you can't possibly understand how hard life is for us. But you can. In the moments that we are together in your presence today, Heavenly Father, be very real with us as we light our candles and as the light spreads throughout the room and fills the room. Fill us with your light. This is what we need at Christmas more than anything else. Thank you for the delight and the joy that it is to be here. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.